0: Today we're going to be talking about the all-new Seg CC850 and why you should buy one, I'm, if you could. Hey everybody, welcome back to Car Side Chat. I am your host Primo, and today we're going to be talking about a litany of really cool things. So I have a lot of things to get to today. If you tune in, I want to thank you. I hope it's on all the different platforms that we're on, like YouTube, uh, let's see, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Spotify, Amazon, all these crazy places that we are out there. If you're out there. Make a comment in the comments area. Let us know that you're listening to the show. We'd love to hear from you and what kind of topics you want to hear, especially in the especially luxury supercar market, which is kind of where we trample around quite a bit. So that's the thing that we that was huge for us recently is there's been a lot of shakeup Uh, A lot of basically legislation that has passed, uh, Massachusetts has passed their bill saying that no uh, internal combustion engines will be sold in the state past 2035, I believe the date is. And then that was something that was an executive order before. Now it has made it to something more solidified. Um, So that's really shaken up everything. And now we see California, I believe, is following suit with their legislation that's saying basically the same thing. Uh, I don't know if there's gonna be a pushback to this nobody's ever said anything about any kind of pushback or if if anything will be said about what you can and can't buy it's uh, obviously some of these grids they've said cannot handle the the load of just being that way and I don't think it's gonna happen overnight but it really does bring to the point of what we're gonna be discussing today uh, and some of the cool cars out there and You know, what works and what doesn't, kind of thing. Uh, But yeah, the the other thing I wanted to tell you is we do have uh, merch in our merch store. We have shirts. We're going to be adding some more stuff to that soon. Uh, so, yeah, if you have something, make sure you head over to com, which is our main website. Uh, just check in there. See some of the stuff that we have. Our past shows are there. We try to keep everything together. Uh, unfortunately, some of this is going to be visual today as well. So some of you people that are listening on the podcast side of it may not be able to see it. Remember, it is a there's a visual option on Spotify and also on YouTube. So, yeah, just head over there. See, so the other big news that we had was is it should come to no surprise by now. I think most people know that the Charger and Challenger platforms are being canceled by 2024. Um, I, I guess for some reason, Dodge thinks that consumers want that That at the end of it. They had a great program called Jailbreak that allowed you to basically customize these, these vehicles in ways never seen before, which I think was Really great and as we can see these the Challenger and Charger platforms, the Hellcats, all that stuff really were making a huge stir. Uh and they were showing up at great events like some of the exotic car and supercar events, they would show up and definitely take on cars that you know much more expensive than themselves and doing a really good job of it so it's going to be unfortunate to see them go by 2024 uh but that was the question was is what that that, that they plan to replace it on so this was the car they came up a lot of people were really excited about this car and you know what it represented because i guess it looked good but uh that's the thing is, is it's a plug-in hybrid. Uh, they The plans on it seem to be completely electric. Uh, they even said things like this car was going to be uh, loud. It was going to have a shifter, all this other stuff. I, I really wonder how that's going to play out when it comes to some people saying there's going to be speakers in it that are going to make the noise, which I think is the dumbest thing ever but no they said uh, they said later that there's basically like a tubing of some sort it's pulsing air through it so it's going to make it loud that way uh i, I don't know I, I we can't make this stuff up it's just too crazy like that's just it just sounds like the dumbest idea i've ever heard in my life uh but yeah you know what guys just this is something and we're going to talk about this more today just keep it simple like design the car make the car give People the option to buy different ones just mothballing the car and that people i think love instead of stepping it up and then going to this other car and saying that it's going to have a manual transmission even though the manual has no use in the car uh and then you know putting in air pulses to try to capture something in the noise level it's not the same and this is not saying don't make an electric car by all means, make an electric car, make this car, make this something that is part of your lineup. I think it would be, um, amazing because it would make people want to see different options for their vehicles. Just that's the thing is, is I like the idea of the options. And I think that the, the the power of what you had in your brand before now just kind of pulling the rug out. It's, You know, this car really did make it made a big stir for me. It's exciting because it, you know, this is what people thought was going to be the actual car. But it still makes me think who's going to trade in their Hellcat that they designed personally to move over to this car, which doesn't have the same kind of excitement to it. But the reality is, is we're going to find that out down the road. Um, And that's going to be something that, you know, I'm really looking forward to. Just a couple of days ago, the Porsche GT2 RS Club Sport 25 was unveiled at Porsche Nashua. It actually bears the name of Porsche Nashua on the back. This is a special edition customer race car. It's number three of 30. Uh, Only five of them will make it to the U.S. out of the 30 that will be made. Uh, But it is a very cool and spectacular car. This was special built celebrating 25 year collaboration between Porsche and Manthe Racing. Uh, It carries the 3.8 twin turbo flat six that makes somewhere in the range of 700 horsepower, uh, and that goes to a seven-speed PDK transmission that everybody is very fond of. Uh, this is the same that's in the GT2 RS already, uh, so it's not like a new engine, but there's a lot of aerodynamic changes that were made to the vehicle to make it even more race-friendly. Uh, it comes complete with the adjustable suspension and the very cool and stylish Swan neck rear wing that I think every car That plans on going fast at all should have Uh, and yes this car will race it is going to it has gone to a buyer that is actually planning to race it their whole thing was building together to um make this purchase so that he could have this car uh he actually won first second third and fourth in different racing for club sport racing so it is going to somebody who is an accomplished racer uh and i'm hoping to see more from that uh keep your eye out for these cars as they come around so thanks Porsche Nashua for uh, sharing some of the details with us about the car uh, and I also want to thank our photographer Evan Andres uh, for his pictures make sure you go to his IG page uh, at Evan Andres and uh, link here so you can see it and check out some of the more pictures from his awesome coverage of the event so the topic in the main one today and the reason we're here is the Kona Seg CC 850 so what was the plan for the CC Ace 50? Well, it, it's the CC 8S successor, and that's come a long way because that vehicle came out in 2002, uh, and it was quite a crazy car. Many people, I think, know it from the Top Gear show, uh, and it, at the time, it was making 650 horsepower. Uh, it, I think it even made a record for the highest ticket when it went on gumball uh that thing was like 250 dollars. in fact the ticket i was kind of shocked that it it wasn't as high as it was because he was going 250 some miles per hour um but yeah that that car definitely made waves and the more it came out the more it was exciting us the more we wanted to see more from Koenigsegg. one thing i really loved about that car was it really showed how simple uh is best uh and it let them make the car statement that it did. It didn't try to promise anything out of the ordinary. It didn't go crazy. It just said, turn the key and go. Uh, the interior of it was very stylish from the standpoint of it It had been something that we really didn't see before, but like, again, it was very simple, very straightforward. You get in the car and you drive. And the CCA fifty really does a great job of feeling like it's a step up from that. And the first thing you'll notice is larger wheels. Uh, but it's way more than that. The 50 in the name comes from making 50 cars. But I think it's more of the idea that Christian von Koenigsegg, the creator of this car, it's his birthday and he's 50 years old. Uh, so that's going to be it. 50 cars total. Uh, it, it also has very similar features to what made the original cc famous it has the doors that that come up uh that really made it famous an active arrow wing that the cc uh 8s didn't have uh and it, the tasteful flag on the wooden shifter i think is awesome and the little touches that this car makes really shows you how far uh has gone in its I guess effectively a short career. It's actually been a lot longer than we think being in a 2002. And I think they started making their first cars in around 98 or so, but not obviously production wise. Uh, but that's when they basically just started off. And a lot of stuff came out of that era that really was uh, a big deal. So that was that was a huge time to, to be a car person. Uh, but yeah, Kona Seg came out of that Uh, Christian did put a wording on environment with this vehicle, uh, but you really, you wouldn't know it. The vehicle has a typical combustion engine uh, on pump gas. It makes 1,185 horsepower, but it's designed for E85 and that steps it up to over double. What the original made at 1,385 horsepower, all while weighing a little bit over a couple pounds over 3,000. And that is really impressive for an awesome car. And I think it does really well. So you just, you want to go to the pump and use the regular gas you can, but it's really mastered at that E85. And me personally, if I had the access to the E85, that's exactly why I'd run through the car. I I think it would run a lot cleaner. I think it would run very well. Uh, and that that power is just incredible on tap uh, from a car that just like just you want to get in it and drive Uh, and the pictures of it alone I mean it's just so exciting to see it but the real key feature of this and the thing that I think excited everybody was the transmission Um, and it was something when I first saw it I was really skeptical about it a lot of times people get a little bit weirded out by things like e-gears and in those it's there's no clutch pedal and there's no activation so people don't realize that they really are manual transmission is just electronically controlled uh so konaseg wanted to bring back that direct feel so they made something and they called it twmpaf mpc this is, continues a long history of uh Kona seg making names that nobody will ever be able to remember but just in case you have a good memory that stands for the world's most powerful and fastest manual production car that really went name went to the manual side of it but it really encompasses the whole entire vehicle and um I really think it's an acronym that sticks now what makes this so special is this has three pedals Uh, in effort, if you go all the way over, it's a nine-speed automatic gated shifter. So you you can push it all the way to the right, all the way down, and now you're driving an automatic. But if you don't, you can just push it up, and this switches it into a gated shifter, and the clutch is an active pedal. It, It actually... Actuated into the clutch area where when you press the pedal, you're going to get the feel of the actual manual transmission. Uh, the only difference is, is when you go into that gauge, you only get six speeds. So you're thinking it's a nine speed. How do you get the six speeds out? Well, instead of selecting uh, different gearing, you select different driving modes. So if you want to be a casual driver today, you can set it to casual and it'll use the casual gears, uh, and you can set it to be more aggressive and it'll set. The aggressive gears. And I don't know, that just, the more I read into this, I just, Konisic just nails it. They really do. Every time they bring something out, it really does excite me in ways that I just could not imagine. Like, where are you taking this? Not only is this an E85, 1300 horsepower car, but here is a nine speed transmission. Gated with an actual clutch pedal that if you don't want to use the clutch pedal, you don't have to. But if you really want to, you can have the feel that is really associated with being a manual. And I, it really makes me want to look at other car companies and go, are you paying attention to this? Um, so how much is this car? So if you wanted to buy it, well, our sources say $3.65 million to start. I'm sure a lot of times with, if you've done anything with these, basically bespoke vehicles, Uh, you will have noticed that sometimes prices like that don't even come with wheels. They don't come with seats. They don't come with all sorts of craziness. So I think 3.65 million is definitely going to be on the lean side of things. Uh, It'll definitely go up based on how the people build their cars. And this is one of those cars that really can build to whatever you want. So I wouldn't be crazy to think that one of these cars is Four to five, maybe six million dollars to buy a car with all the crazy fixings to it. It comes off of the Esco model, so a lot of the trim pieces, I'm sure, from that model can actually come over to uh, the CC850. And if it does, that just leaves it more open. And I mean, that's the thing: is, is if you have the the millions of dollars to spend on this car, you know, why not go out? the The real sad part of that is that. We, there's not many that are going to be out there and it, it's like you want to be able to see that what, what are the different options in that you only got 50 people that are going to choose these how are they going to build them so we'll, we'll we'll have to see chances are people who purchase these will just they'll go into some sort of collection someplace and they end up disappearing for uh, i don't know how long and people go hey remember that car We're like yeah well is it how much is it worth now like yeah like McLaren F1, I think the last one sold for like $12 million. So yeah, it'll be something like that. But uh, the thing big about this is KonaSig has showed once again that it knows what buyers want. And not just KonaSig buyers, all the buyers out there that are any kind of automotive enthusiasts or even automotive people in general. If you have any sort of automotive blood and you drive your car with anything other than just getting back and forth to work, this seems like a car i'd want to buy uh simple stylish nothing fancy just results and what makes me really sad about this car is that it'll be too expensive for the typical enthusiast most people aren't going to be able to afford excuse me nobody hardly ever is going to be able to afford four million dollars for a car uh and that's the thing is is it, it it's just sad because I keep hearing what the enthusiasts want and what people want and what we're getting is, is we're getting basically canceled Hellcats, canceled cars. I'm sure the Camaras will be following in suit. All different models are going to be, you know, fallen by the wayside and we'll move to something different. While here, Konaseg is making a car that they even admitted was hard to get into the environmental programs that were out there. And they even said part of that being manual transmissions, making it more and more difficult to overcome those environmental concerns. And that really is the problem is is that the legislation is kind of hampering the style. But here it is, Konaseg making something with E85, making something with a manual transmission. And here's something that fits in with okay, you want to make regulations. We made a vehicle that fit all those regulations. The problem is, is it's going to cost you $4 million. I, I really think um, a typical enthusiast, I think in some ways they actually deserve this car. Uh, and I just wish other automakers would take notice. I mean, remember the reason the Kona Seg has done so well is that it's a no frills thinking car. I mean, most of my favorite cars just do the job, and that's exactly how they are. No frills. Do it. Get us to work. I mean, in today's world, you let the phone play the music. You let it handle GPS. The car just needs to relay the information and play it through speakers. Instead, let the car breathe and perform. And I think that when buyers will truly be happy when they get that. When they aren't spending thousands and thousands of dollars on basically a numb car. And instead, Konaseg is giving us a car that does exactly what any real car person wants. It does just that. It just gives you the performance side of it. Gives you the technical stuff with the transmission, with the engine, with the feel of the car, and the driving experience. And I think that anybody who would watch something like that would thank them for it. And... Like I said, if it checks all the boxes while not filling in the blanks on those boxes, then I think the car is a win-win one way or the other. So for all you guys out there that can afford a CC850, excellent job. I can't wait to see one. I hope our local Kona Sick dealership has one. Thankfully, I live in an area where people actually can't afford some of these cars. So it makes it, there's a plausibility that I may see it, but we don't know where these cars are headed to get. And I haven't asked on to say yet, so hopefully they'll let some of us know or maybe we'll see one and go, ooh, there's, there it is. So, and when we do, I'm hoping to basically get a good coverage of it and show you guys off uh, and show you what it's like. So thank you guys for tuning in today. This has been, I don't know, we didn't, we didn't do a big show today, did we? I don't think it was, it was that long. Uh, yeah. So we've been about 20 minutes long right now. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing is, is I wanted to be able to put this car out here, let you guys see it and understand exactly why we appreciate it so much and why it is such a cool car. So, uh, we're going to do some more reviews down the road. We're going to see some others. I'm going to do some in person kind of cars that we can see as well. Uh, and we'll see how that works out in the near future. Uh, we haven't done anything with the automotive experience much this year. We had the one show, uh, where we did the 360 view and it didn't get a lot of hits. So I think we might want to move back to our old platform, but we have some people we're talking to maybe doing something a little bit more advanced with that, but we definitely have access to a ton of crazy cool cars out there. Uh, and that's thing is, is if you're one of those people that, you know, are out there with friends with us and want to get involved with it or, You have a vehicle you want us to show off basically get in touch with me let us know and uh we'll we'll talk to you about it so thank you guys for tuning in remember don't forget to hit like and subscribe don't forget to hit the bell icons don't forget to hit the follows do all that information let us know in the comments what you think about the cc850 and share this video to all your friends thank you for your time we'll be seeing you next week uh and as always keep on rolling